0: Okay, it's recording.
1: Okay, it it does say right there Catalina is recording the call, so that seems (laughs) like that seems like step one
0: complete. Okay.
1: Hey guys, welcome to a new and extremely belated version of the nine circles audio thing i'm vincent martinek off on the west coast of the usa and i'm the captain now oh no (laughs) (laughs) and i'm here
0: for everyone else
1: (laughs) so it's just this time and we are going to be talking about our January 2019 album of the month, which is uh Mo'inox, Dreaming in a Dead Language.
0: put that, because we are going to definitely dream in a very, very dead language. Yeah, there's
1: yeah, <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a a fair amount of um, I've been warned. I'm not sure about the backstory of the band's name. I know a little bit about it, but Hera is the one who's going to drop that knowledge on me, and it gets grisly from what I understand. But we well, yeah, not so... seem to be nice people. They're a black metal band from North Carolina. Mm-hmm and I thought that their album was the best thing that I listened to this past month.
0: Care to go into detail as to why that is, Vince?
1: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, initially, when I listened to this album, I wasn't super fond of it. My apologies, because you're probably going to hear this, but stay with me. I, um, I feel like I picked this album because it is, for me, a testament to doing something that I don't normally do. I've gotten to the point with my listening where I generally give albums like one chance to impress me, and then if they don't hit me on that first one, I move on to something that does just because I have a lot of stuff that keeps getting piled up and I want to try to like move through it and and find the goods quicker. But there was something about this album that just kept me coming back to it. And so uncharacteristically, I would just keep putting it on, and I listened to it maybe like four or five times, I think, before I was like, "Huh, okay, I actually really like this." And then I just I just kept going back for it again and again, and now I'm like firmly rooted in their camp, and I I just love it. What it does with incorporating like a bunch of different sections and still making it concise, is just it's it's really good. It doesn't feel like a bunch of mindless riffs just, like, tacked together, but there's a lot of variance in the sections of the song. They manage to incorporate a lot of ideas into a holistic way and still keep it concise.
2: Mm-hmm. See,
0: for me, and I'm obviously, I'm, I love black metal. That's, like, my thing, but I found Dreaming in a Dead Language to be a little bit Doll. Like it didn't impress me off the bat right away. And I listened to so much black metal. So of course for me it's kind of like, okay, I've been through this before. What what's new? But it's evident that these guys like took what they love and they stuck it through. I saw them I saw comparisons online to like they have like alcest overtones. They're like very close to like Wolves in the Throne Room, which I personally didn't oh. see. But yeah, I'm no, like, no, okay. No
1: offense. No offense, but I didn't. Th- th- I did not get that at all. There's. Me neither. Genuine, that's
0: why I was like, huh, that's interesting.
1: Nothing remotely like Alcest about this band.
0: Or Wolf, Thro- or Wolves in the Throne Room is the other that one was, I
1: saw. That one I think might you you might be able to get away with it a little bit more, but I would still say I didn't get that at all. For like, I think it was almost directly more Yellow Eyes ish. For me in the way that they sort of like structure their songs. Mm-hmm. That I think was the one band that I that like that comparison jumped out to me, but definitely nothing like black gaze or like post black metal jumped out at me on this. It's a lot more ferocious than I think it is pretty, which isn't yeah. to say it doesn't have its moments, but
0: but it's not like it's not all pretty, sense. yeah, it's not, <laughs> not pretty, it's not it's. Gross. There's something really gross embedded into it. It's so, and it's supposed to be like that because the uh, the aesthetic of this album just screams like, if you touch this, you're gonna burn your hands off or your ears off in this case.
1: Yeah, and that I think, uh, the 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 city that they named themselves after, I think, sort of shapes that um, mood that they try to put into their music, and so yeah. you were because you were going to school me on that one.
0: All right. So my apologies. I mispronounced the name of this city. But Moynak is a city in Ubekistan that up until about, I want to say 20 years ago or something like that, somewhere towards the fall, towards the end of Soviet Russia, it was like this place known for fishing and for bounty up in the Agarian Sea. But what ended up happening was, because Russia is Russia and shit hits the fan, they polluted the waters in that ocean, and so Moinok went from like Moinok went from like this really bountiful city to like just the worst. Like think of the worst part. Like think of like I'm just trying to think of like a city. Think of all of a sudden just like everything is just dead. Like people in that city that are still there that haven't left are dying of cancer and are trying to make a living in fish, and all their fish are dead.
1: Oh, that's fun.
0: I know. That's so when hilarious. I heard so when I heard about this band, I was like, I hope these guys have, like, some form of something embedded. And when I didn't find that, I was like, okay, well, at least this is still kind of, like, a fun listen. But, man, that's a really sad name for, a, for a band. It's
1: a, it's a bummer for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, I don't know. I would encourage you, I think, to listen to it a little bit more. I think it is definitely an album that needs persistent Concentrated listening. I, I mean, listening I to like to sort the... of get its
0: points across. Yeah, I like the first track. Like that immediately caught my attention. I was like, okay, I'm in it. But then, like, the more I listen to the, I'm like, okay, this kind of gets repetitive, and I'm not really into it.
1: See, that's for me, of... per-
0: for me personally.
1: Yeah, it's. I had almost the opposite effect. And again, this is an album that we're like. I tend to find my favorite songs in the first half of albums, but for this one I almost enjoy the back half of it more than the first one. Like I think the like the last three songs on there I think are my favorite on there. So like a, again, that doesn't usually happen for me.
0: For me, it's usually, like, the first couple or just, like, in the middle. And for me, the first two songs, I think, were my very, very, my, my favorite, especially the first one, just because yeah, that's...
1: that's the one, that, that gets your point across.
0: Yeah, that, that song immediately was just like, all right, I'm here. I'm here for this, at least. If nothing else impresses me, at least this song does it for me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so it could it could get... This, this whole album is just morbid the sound is just really like gross which again it, it's, it's if it's done well it can be done well but for in this case i was just like i was expecting a little bit more in it i know you are like more into it than i am obviously yeah
1: this is your but that seems this your to be pick. the theme that seems to be the theme of what happens when i pick an album of the month is that everybody just dunks on me
0: <laughs> no you have your people in your cab but In some cases, I have to agree. And in some cases, I don't. And this is one of those cases where I'm like, I don't like your album.
1: And not like the Panopticon chat where everyone was just ganging up on me.
2: (laughs) You bastards. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Nine Circle listeners, whenever you happen to be listening to this episode. I am Chris Voss, your fearless and intrepid podcast editor for this episode, and wanted to just leave two quick notes before we continued on with the podcast. Number one, I am firmly in Vincent's Corner on this album, and if you want to learn more about it, you can check out my full review over at www.ninecircles.co. Also regarding the Panopticon episode— think I was actually the odd man out and not really enjoying the album, but we did in full honesty and uh, uh, disclosure gang up on Vincent pretty hard on the guy review, which I think was our June pick of the month. So I'm going to stop here. Let you guys continue listening to a great conversation between Hera and Vincent regarding Mjon or however, we're going to pronounce it for this month. And I will see you again in a few weeks. Thanks. Bye. It's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if this um, if this was not exactly your cup of tea,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and you had to pick an album of the month from January, I'm curious to know what your choice would have been.
0: So I have two, because I think you and I talked about this before we started the recording. January did not have a lot of strong albums that we were like, this is fine. We can pick any of these and these would be fine. It was towards the end of the month. We're like, okay, shit gets interesting here. So yeah. my two, yeah. So my two would be first is Evergray by Evergray's The Atlantic, which I reviewed for someone else. Surprise, surprise. But the reason why I like that one is because it's prog metal. And obviously it be I'd be down to force everyone to listen to prog at some point. Sure.
1: Well, we kind of we, I think we kind of did with the beyond creation chat almost. But I mean, we,
0: I, we yeah, talked about we talked about tech death on that, too.
1: that's true. Yeah. it would I don't know that anybody's ever forced us to listen to just straight up prog metal, but yeah, that would be like
0: yeah. <laughs> that would be something that I would do to all of you. So haha, guys. That's and fine. The everybody second...
1: has their everybody has their their chance to make everybody listen <laughs> to their like their passion project that nobody else can stand. So, I'm just going to keep throwing black metal at you guys until something sticks.
0: (laughs) I mean, I will also throw like black metal at other people too, but it's mostly just like whatever I find interesting. And so the, uh, that goes to the second album that I wanted to, if I ever got to do this again, would be Swallow the Suns. Their new record is really, really good. I really enjoyed that one. I didn't think I would because Swallow the Sun is not my cup of tea.
1: Really? Cause I don't, I checked it I out, and, and as as I remember you saying that that was one that you were, like, that you would have uh, said would have been your favorite from January, and immediately yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds exactly like something that Hera would like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's Doom. It has, like, aspects of Doom. It's, it has not, yeah, some parts of Melodeth in it. There's um, some symphonic yeah, in it.
1: It's melodic, gothic metal from Finland. It has Hera written all over it.
0: Yeah, right? But. I but again, I had never really listened to anything from Swallow the Sun until this year because what got me to them was Halatar, that album, that one album that Yuha Raibio, Tommy Jotsin, and like the guy from his Infernal Majesty did together, which is one oh, of the saddest albums hold I on.
1: listened to. Hold on. I knew well, about that album, but I yeah. did not know some of the guys from him was involved yeah. in that project.
0: Well, one of them was. One of them, the drummer.
1: Oh my god.
0: So not Vile, but Sorry, yeah, I'm,
1: getting, I'm getting sucked down into like a 2008 wormhole here.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> if you thought that his front infer- that him was, well, sad, Halatar is sadder. It's like funeral doom, like all over the f- place.
1: What if, what if him but funeral doom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which geez. is why I was like, wait a second, how did this I happen? Don't...
1: I don't honestly know if that makes me want to check it out less or more.
0: You should give it a listen and tell me what you think, because okay, <laughs> that, <laughs> that album is
1: that'll be my homework. Yeah, if it's a, if it's half as sad as "Swallow the Sun" was, then oh
0: no, this is sadder. Like it's sadder. This is sadder.
1: Oh right, because that's that's the one that he wrote about his his partner that passed away. Yeah, yeah. this is gonna be really rough for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so "Hallelujah" is like sad. It's funny, because I like to, there's like a trip take of albums, as I like to call it. Man, I could just start going off. I am so sorry, but, hey. but we're going to cut that. We're going to cut that and go straight back into We're not yeah, cutting nothing. <laughs> no, but like, I, I want to talk about like Swallow the Sun, but I also know that that's not the album that we're talking about, so I'm just going right. to cut that in. But basically, if you're going to listen to the the Halatar, it's sad, and then you're going to find that Swallow the Sun kind of just follows that whole sad thing. But, you know.
1: Yeah. It um I, I did check out the, the Swallow the Sun album and, and like you I had never I knew them by name. They're sort yeah. of like I think Corey's really into them too. I know Corey was super into that Halatar album, and I think he mentioned that he was really excited for new Swallow the Sun too. So I think that was how I had heard their name, but I never honestly checked them out. But like it was it was good. It's not my usual cup of tea either. I don't tend to go for stuff that's that like overtly melodic, mm-hmm. or like that kind of like gothic doom sort of thing. I prefer my doom a lot more more miserable and less sad, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, that makes sense.
1: It's it's good. I think over the course of a fifty something minute album, it it maybe wore on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that it's something that I would come back to for individual songs that I liked and not necessarily to listen to as a complete piece again.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I give you that.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. But back to this album that we're actually talking about. I don't understand why they named it Dreaming in a Dead Language. It could be because again they wanted to like like a tribute to this city that's dying but none of again none of that really caught my attention do you know anything about that the name I why they chose actually, that name i
1: don't actually know anything about why they picked the name i just assumed that it was it was a cool phrase that they were kicking around if you're if you want to explain it to us drop that drop that knowledge on us we have an email for that um, yeah please do I just assumed that it was that it was it was something that sounded cool, but
0: I mean it does know, sound cool. It may be that it that
1: it may be that, that constructs the overarching theme of the album,
2: mm-hmm.
1: along with the with the art. Beautiful, beautiful art by um, Pierre Parachaud, who goes by the handle "Business for Satan" and is also an insanely cool tattoo artist. If you've never checked out um, his Tattoo stuff—it's unbelievable. And if I ever got the money to fly to France and get tattooed by him, I'd do it in a goddamn heartbeat.
0: Personally, yeah, I, would not, personally I would not. Oh, personally, I would
1: not get any tattoos. Oh, I
0: would not get any. But go on.
1: I just got three within the span of six weeks, so that's okay. where I'm at.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. fair enough. Fine I guess, final thoughts on Moinock. Vince loves it. He's it's
1: good to actually. listen to it again.
0: He li- he's going to was, listen
1: to it again. I it again.
0: I was listening to it before this recording, and I was like, okay, I can see it getting better. Starting, I guess,
1: yeah,
0: it, it improves on you after, the like, needles. the second listen.
1: Yeah, like, it, it took me honestly, like, probably four listens before I was like, okay, I, I really like this.
0: Yeah, before, prior to this, I listened to it two times before, and I wasn't impressed the first two times just because I thought it was again repetitive I've it's growing on me on the 3rd but I don't know if I will like list it as like an album of the year or something like that I know it's early but this is going to come at some point
1: I I I almost want to say the same thing I'm not going to count anything out it's mm-hmm. a very good album but there are so many so many albums that I'm looking forward to this year it's impossible oh, yeah. to say what's going to end up on a year-end list. Like, if you, even if you just go from, like, what Gilead Media is releasing this year, you've got a new Yellow Eyes album, you've got a new False album, you've got a new Cavern Light album, you've got a new Mismore album coming, and that's, like, that's four from, like, (laughs) like, some of my favorite bands running. Yeah. And that's not even counting anything outside of that label that's getting released. Like, my, not metal-related, but my favorite band on Earth, the Mountain Goats, is releasing a new album this year. I've already got that pre-ordered. I'm super <laughs> stoked. Um, I, I mean, for me, like, yeah.
0: There's a lot. To, Rotting Cries just released a new album, and I'm like, all over that shit.
1: The, I was not on board with the last couple of ones that they did, and I realize I'm into like a super minority when it comes to that.
0: Rodding oh man we can go on topic but Rotting Christ is probably the one of my favorite black like one of my black favorite black metal bands that currently exist and it's because their cons- their output has been so consistent since I first listened to them like years ago which is why when they were like yeah heretics are coming out I'm like okay I'm all over this
1: I feel like their output is consistent because they only write one song anymore
0: <laughs> as I like to call like it, I listen to in.
1: I listened to I I am not even gonna try to pronounce it, but it's the it's the 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 one like three albums ago, the the title that was in Greek.
0: Oh, like, Kate That one. Kate Yeah,
1: that one. Yes. And I listened I listened to that and I was like, this is literally just the same song over and over again. I like, mean,
0: yeah.
1: The same key, the same progression. The, like, the same sections flow into each other. Like, every song started with, like, the staccato guitar line over, like, blast beats, and then it just went from there, and it's the same sec. It's, like, it and um, Rituals was the... Rituals is the one that they just put out, wasn't it? That
0: or was, was that the one from 2016, before? yeah. Rituals 2016. was
1: exactly the same thing. Like, I listened to it, and I was like, this is the same song over and over again. And I feel like I'm the only person who... I I don't know, I just, I feel like there's, I'm wondering now if there's something that, like, I'm missing, or if I'm, like, the only person who can see that, but I'm just, I'm just, like, they can't keep writing the same song over and over again.
0: I mean, I agree with you, too, again, to a certain extent, like, Rotting Christ. Is known for basically they're a really good band. They've been at this for so long, but at the same time, I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I guess you should probably like switch in something else too, because as I like to call it, they keep adding pages to like some biblical sat- satanic bible that they're just yeah adding pages to. That's what it feels like every time they're releasing that one, but I'm into it. I don't care.
1: I can't I can't deny that I re- I like their early stuff a lot. Like Triarchy of Lost Lovers is great.
0: I mean, I still need to get to that. But I will get there eventually. Yeah, you've, <laughs> so got a, you've got
1: quite a long way to go. Their discography is... They're an institution massive. at this point, so...
0: Yeah, they're a massive. So it's going to take me some time to get there. Back to this album <laughs> we were just yeah. talking about. We just keep, like, diverting the topic. Again, I would listen to... I swear to God, you...
1: we're actually talking about Bowenock throughout all of this.
0: <laughs> we promise. Um, but yeah, I really... It's growing on me. I will listen to it again, but I don't know if it'll be something that will come back to down the line just because there's so much other things that I just want to listen to that just caught my eye. And I wouldn't have found this one without you guys being like, oh, this album came out and I think you should listen to it. It's really good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because I give anything at least once. Any, I, go, sure. I go for anything at least once. So we'll it's
1: see good, with this one. It's a good one. attitude to have. And I, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm sort of almost with you where I I really like this album a lot. I am gonna keep listening to it. It'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see where it stacks up at the end of the year amongst all of the other albums that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a very strong album, not just because January didn't have a lot of releases that caught our ears. I think that it is a very strong album in its own right, and it'll be interesting to see where that plays out among me, among us as, like, Nine Circles, and among the community at large when end of year season.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people found this album way later down the line, like, middle of summer, and then found this to be like a gem. Yeah. Like, that would not surprise me if someone was like, this album's actually really good, and I'd be like, good thing you did, because we talked about this in January! Yeah.
1: Now, now we can say we were ahead of the curve.
0: Right. But I think I'll give it another go before I'm like, I can place it, because when summer kicks in, it's all, it's only going to be black metal from there.
1: You're a summer black metal person.
0: Yes. Yes, yes I am.
1: That's interesting. Most people I know
0: are winter. they're yes. black
1: metal listening in the winter because it's, you know, it's the freezing moon and and all that, but I'm almost the same way just because I like winter. So in winter, I listen to stuff that makes me happy because I am happy, but summer is an abysmal hell. Yeah. And so that's when I listen to music that makes me angry and miserable (laughs) because I'm already angry and miserable because it's like a hundred degrees every day here.
0: Well, yes, we both live in the same state, but for me, the reason why I listened to black metal in the summer was because I'm like, we always get black metal about the winter. Why the fuck can I not get an album about the summer? Why can I not get something like that?
1: You would Give think that, that a genre that desert. was you would think that a genre that was so obsessed with the biblical version of hell would just embrace the fire a little bit more.
0: Right. Instead of, you know, the freezing moon and all that shit. No. Give me like desert. If I'm gonna die, I rather die burnt, rather die frozen than burn to a crisp. But honestly, black metal makes me miserable, might as well make that better.
1: Exactly. All right. Um, I think that that'll probably wrap it up for us. So Mm -hmm. from Hera and from myself and the rest of the nine circles crew, um, peace out. You can find us on most social media at underscore nine circles. Um, This is going to be available on all of your podcast related feeds. Um, Please tell your friends. We would really appreciate it if you did that. If you want to tell us.
0: You can find us on the site at ninecircles.co.
1: And we have an email, ninecirclesblog at gmail.com. Tell us that you love us. Tell us we suck. But please tell us that you love us or I will cry. And that's not a promise. That's a threat.
0: I might just come after you. That's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy.
0: See you guys. Take it easy. Yeah, and this is what happens when you let the kids handle the tray.
2: <laughs> My thanks to Vincent Hera for a great job manning the podcast this month. Uh, and since Vincent and Hera already took care of most of the contact information, we're going to just leave you till next month. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.